Asia Tech Podcast. Voice of the Asian Tech Ecosystem. We are in the podcast studio of Asia Tech Podcast here in Singapore. Graham Brown joined by Tushar Agarwal. Tushar, welcome. Thanks, Graham, for having me. It's great to have you here. Well, I've known you for some time. I don't know you that well. I know obviously we're connected on LinkedIn and I know you as a yeah. podcast host. So hopefully we'll get a chance to find out a bit more about the man and the story, the journey behind it. You are obviously, you have got this side hustle, which is the podcast, which we'll talk a little bit about that as well. Yeah. But you also come from the world of investment and startups. You are now principal of a fund, the Lunex Ventures, right? Yeah. So That's right. Um, but you're very much in the crypto blockchain space. Yeah as well so yeah. i'm going to learn a lot in the next 35 minutes fortunately or unfortunately <laughs> <laughs> that's a schooling for me right so tusha let's start with the podcast first let's put that on the, the table decryptasia you yeah. you i've followed it as well because you've you've experimented with some formats as well and tried some different things how long have you been going how many episodes have you done sure uh, so i've done about 31 myself i recently onboarded a korean podcaster who does podcasts in the Korean language. And mm. so, so different interviewees, uh, different script. Uh, but the idea is, so the reason I called it Decrypt Asia uh, and not Decrypt is because I wanted the word Asia in it. Mm. What happens in the crypto landscape is you've got these bunch of podcasts and it's sort of an echo chamber. So you've got most of these podcasts based out of North America uh, with about 50 to 100 people just hopping around on different shows mm. and interviewing each other. I kind of wanted to interview people who don't gen generally get interviewed. And the idea was Asia is unique in the sense that you have different sort of regional languages. So you got Mandarin, China's a big space, a big uh, country as far as crypto is concerned. Korea is massive. Hong Kong is big. Uh, Singapore is obviously up there. Uh, so what I wanted to do was kind of create like a network of podcasts mm. where I have uh, podcasters in different uh, speaking different languages mm. um, doing doing podcast yeah yeah i mean it's great as well give a voice to asian podcasters as well because, absolutely you know, yeah it's, it's not that big in asia yet no. i mean uh, podcasting in general i think it's catching up i think um i'm not familiar with china it's a bit of a black box for me but i come from india i know there is um a decent podcasting culture now mm. uh, there's comedy shows there's stuff about bollywood there's stuff about cricket and, and, and a whole lot of other things yeah uh, uh, but yeah, crypt as far as crypto is concerned, I, I only know one other podcaster mm. from this part of the world mm. who also works at a fund. <laughs> right. Yeah. Okay. So I mean, the interesting thing about this space is, I mean, podcasting in general in Asia yeah. is that there, uh, obviously we kind of look to America for ideas and inspiration. They're, they're a few years ahead and they've monetized it. They've, they've worked it out. But even still here in Asia, it's sort of people are looking around for people. Who's going to step up? Who's going to start a podcast? And in Asia, people kind of wait for somebody else to step up first, right? And yeah. then somebody does it says, well, I'm going to do this. And then everybody's in, they follow, right? So yeah. you've kind of stepped up. So what did it take to start your podcast? Why did you start it? <laughs> uh, so, uh, I mean, before I get into why I started it, I've had at least 10 to 15 people ask me details about, including stuff like what microphone I use and yeah. uh, what software I use to record, what software I use to edit my own podcast. Uh, but these guys haven't ended up starting podcasts yet. I mean, I've spent a lot of time with multiple people uh, who've wanted inspiration and, and administrative help, but uh, I don't know why. I mean, I don't know if it's an Asian thing that, you know, you don't want to put yourself out there or um, it just, I mean, I, I don't even know like how many listeners there are in general. 
like mm-hmm. how big the market is. In general, for me, uh, it was a bit of a. So I was a management consultant to the banking industry in my previous life. I started investing in crypto. My portfolio was doing decently well. So November 2017, I quit my job, moved back to India uh, to my parents' home to keep my cost of living low. I was based out of India for six months. Mm. So the first couple of months, I was basically just reading, researching, investing in crypto, reading a bunch of books outside of crypto, uh, working out, playing tennis. I basically, wanted to take a short career break. I'd been working, going hard for about four and a half years. And then, so beginning of 2018, so around Jan, uh, I'd always wanted to start a podcast. I basically wanted to interview anyone who was successful. Mm. But since I'd been investing in crypto, I wanted to work with either a fund or a blockchain project. I thought, why not use uh, podcasts as a tool to grow my network, mm. get access to interesting people? So that was my motivation. I'd been talking about it for a couple of years. Uh, I'd always been a huge consumer of podcasts. Always wanted to have my own show. My parents didn't think I would start it, uh, but I had a couple of really good friends who basically scolded me into into starting it. Right. And uh, there was one friend in particular who basically designed my website, did all the back end work for me. Uh, in terms of creating a process, uh, in terms of like what softwares to use, he's the one who designed my logo. He's the one who came up with the name for the show. Hmm. Uh, so yeah, it's a you know, big shout out to him. No, <laughs> no, give him a name. His name is Abilaksh. Yeah, uh, he's uh, again, he's a he designs websites for a right. living. He's he's a lot more talented than that, right. but he just chooses to just design websites because he likes. To so chill. what did it take to actually get you started? Because obviously you thought about it. Yeah, you had people around you can't. Come on, Tushar, get this done. Come on. But yeah. what was the the pivotal moment where it actually happened? It was just one day. I mean, I was it was a friend's birthday actually, and it was a small gathering, and uh, and we had driven for about like uh, like a couple of hours away from where I was actually living, and on the way back uh, from this uh, um, from this birthday party, uh, my friends was basically like you know. I was obviously at a uh, at a pretty low moment at that point because I wasn't doing anything, right? Mm. My crypto portfolio was doing fine, but like I still felt pretty useless in life. Um, and I just decided to, you know, um, basically from, uh, I don't know what it was, but basically that day I just needed that um, that kick on my backside. And, and uh, from that day onwards, my ass was on fire. <laughs> yeah, what was the first one you did? It was with uh, a project, a blockchain project called Electrify mm. with a guy called Martin. I got him on the show through a cold message on LinkedIn. Right. Yeah. And when you did that first podcast, did you know everything about how you're going to do it? Did you have a format? Did you just wing it? How did it work out for you? Yeah. I mean, I was I use Zoom to record uh, my podcast. Uh, so nothing too fancy. Uh, it was audio only. I had a script prepared, so I had some questions in mind. Mm. Obviously, most of these crypto projects, you got to do a little bit of research uh, so that you you sound smart. Yeah. Um, and so I re- researched a bit about Martin, who was the interviewee, and the project, which was Electrify. I mean, it wasn't too big of an issue. I think I'm still kind of struggling with like getting rid of the ums and the ahs. That's something I think you can always work on. Mm. Uh, a lot of times when you're in an interview, it seems pretty okay, but then you listen to it later. You know, like, oh, I have, you know, all these arms and ours. Do you, and edit, I, do you edit those out? I used to. I don't have the time anymore. I recently right. hired uh, someone, a freelancer in Philippines who mm. does that for me now. But again, I'm not too picky. I let the conversation flow. I mean, if there's arms and ours, it's it's fine. It's authentic. Absolutely. It's I mean, And that's that's how it's it's more conversational as well, right? Yeah. Um, rather than an interview. Absolutely. Yeah, And that's what people want. They want to know that this is real. 
Yeah. And they might say something which is off script, right? Which is important. It's kind of why people listen. Everything else is on the website, right? I want to get that sort of human conversation that you're going to help me sort of get into when you interview that person. Absolutely. But if there's a major mistake, uh, then obviously I edit it out. And, yeah. and, and and now I've reached a point where while I'm interviewing someone and also because it's audio, I'm making notes of what to like cut out because yeah. I don't want to listen to the whole thing again and kind of go back, figure out what that point was and then edit it out. Right. Just little things to, to be more efficient with my time. Okay. So you've done 31 now. 31 uh, and yes, three Korean podcasts, 34 okay. in total. So where you are now, Tushar, sort of 31 in, yeah. 34 in. And where you were starting that first one. Sure. How have things changed for you? I mean, let's talk about the podcast. I want to talk about you as the person as well, because I think you've learned something in, in the journey. Sure. How has the podcast changed? Are you doing it differently? Is there something that you do more of now, which you think, actually, I, I didn't really value at the beginning or the things that you kind of drop? Is there a different style, a different vibe? I, From a podcasting perspective, for the interview in general, I, I don't think much has changed. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. <laughs> Um, I yeah, I mean the podcast has impacted my life in many ways. Mm. Um, I've gotten a lot of things out of the podcast. Uh, but in terms of the way I interview, not really. Uh, there's a couple of changes that I'm in the process of making. Uh, so I I've only done audio podcasts so far. Mm. In the process of transitioning into video, mm-hmm. um, and the others are more around sort of putting uh processes in place to kind of optimize my time yeah because uh, i i spend about 12 to 14 hours a day uh, for my actual day job um, sunday to friday and uh, six days a week so and somewhere in between that i have to fit in the podcast including right. doing the research um the the production stuff the post-production the marketing so I've, I've just kind of you know tried to make things more efficient from a mm. process perspective even from a marketing perspective just trying to sort of ins- not institutionalize but yeah just just put processes in place absolutely uh, just in the process of hiring someone to do my uh, post-production and marketing mm. i think it's absolutely so. important people don't realize how much heavy lifting is involved in a podcast it looks yeah. easy but yeah. then it's a bit like spinning plates isn't it like you're either getting guests or editing or like pushing it out and so on yeah. once you do one the other one sort of like goes yeah but having process is key here absolutely people yeah. don't see that though they just see the podcast yeah i can do that 45 minutes no problem just, yeah, just record. record and upload right but there's if only there's mp3 tagging and there's yeah. you know uh, putting in the logo uh, writing out the show notes, right. um, putting like, because uh, I put like a like an image of the person that I interview uh, for my website. Uh, you want to add beyond the MP3 tags, you want to add tags to the blog post uh, and then, you know, uh, kind of market it on the usual platforms so Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter. Mm. But beyond that, the crypto community is really active on platforms like Reddit, uh, Discord, Telegram. Telegram, of course, yeah. Yes. Uh, so you kind of leverage those platforms to, yeah. to market the, the you got to get out on the hustle, right? Absolutely. Once done it, it doesn't stop once you've recorded it and produced it. You've got to get out there and Absolutely. push it out. Absolutely. So um, I want to ask you about how it's impacted your life, but let's sort of back up a little bit and talk about your day job, if you like. So sure. that's important to put it all into context because you've already mentioned it. You're a busy man. 
you are involved in a crypto-based fund. Is that right? That's right. How would you describe it? And obviously that's related to Golden Gate Ventures, right? So that's right, yeah. let's put all that into context. Help us understand Lunex Ventures, what it's about. Sure. Uh, so I think it's kind of the whole thing is related as well. So I got the job through the podcast. Mm, fantastic. Yeah. There so, you go. Uh, <laughs> Proof in point. There, that is a reason why everybody should start a podcast if they want a job <laughs> in a place like this, right? So, uh, yeah, it's a good way, right? I mean, and like I said, the other guy, and uh, shout out to Jason Choi as well, mm. who's the other podcast from this part of the world who runs a podcast called Block Crunch. Mm. Um, he got his job through the podcast as well um, as a fund manager. Mm. Uh, we're both young. We're both first-time fund managers. And we both got the job through the podcast. So I started the podcast. So I started kind of working on it in end of Jan this year. Mm. My first podcast was out on the 12th of March. Um, again, I sort of built a network and got access to people through the podcast. The podcast has a partnership with Tech in Asia. Mm. So uh, Tech in Asia publishes revised transcripts of the podcast that I do, um, of, of selectively, of course. Um, and then what happened was family offices and venture capital funds, they read Tech in Asia, and, and they saw this new podcast. So, you know, JKM has a partnership with mm. Tech in Asia. There's some other podcasters who have partnerships with Tech in Asia. And, and so I got it, I started receiving inbound emails from these family offices, VCs. And all this time, I was still based out of India. So I would get these emails and I would... I had positioned the podcast to be based out of Singapore and not mm. India. People mm. just think you're more credible if, if it's based out of mm. Singapore. So I'm getting all these inbound emails and I would talk, have a call with these people, but tell them that, you know, I am um, can't meet because I'm traveling. I'll hit you up when I'm back in Singapore. And so once I had enough kind of meetings lined up, uh, moved back to Singapore two weeks back to back, met all the stakeholders relevant mm. in the crypto ecosystem. Mm. So whether it was exchanges, accelerators, funds, entrepreneurs, founders, technologists, thought leaders, service providers, the whole gamut, right? And um, one of the people I met uh, is my current boss. And so the two of us are building out Lunex Ventures, right. which is the crypto- He had heard the podcast before you'd met. Uh, so someone from Golden Gate heard the podcast. Right. And uh, so I had moved back to Singapore. I didn't know they were starting this crypto fund. Mm. I thought I'm meeting someone from Golden Gate. Golden Gate is obviously a well-recognized brand in this part of the world. Mm. And, you know, I was super pumped to meet them. But I didn't know they were starting a crypto fund. I thought they just wanted to know what I was up to. I was unemployed and uh, I thought I'll just get a free breakfast out of it. So we met, yeah. meet at this uh, hipster cafe on Duxton Road in Singapore. And um, yeah, so I'm just, you know, I, I mean, whoever I meet, I just generally talk about some of the principles in life that I live by, uh, my thoughts on crypto, where it's headed. And uh, it was a very nice one and a half hour discussion. Hmm. And after which uh, Kendrick, who is the partner at Lunex Ventures, the founding partner, was... Um, he basically said, I'm setting up this fund and I'll get in touch with you. So, And, and I thought that meant like three, four months down the line. Hmm. Uh, but the next day he's like, can you come back in? Went back in to the office, met him again, had a great conversation. And within two weeks, I was working to build out Lunex Ventures. That's awesome. Yeah. What What does that say? I think for anybody who's listening in terms of getting a job, landing a job. I, I mean, it's, man, like last year, November, I was unemployed. I had no direction. I didn't know where I wanted to go. Right. And uh, started the podcast, you know, got this partnership. Now I'm ex obviously expanding the partnerships globally. Um, working at the fund, uh, you know, you know, to be a principal uh, at a relatively decently well-known fund at mm. 26. I mean, it's a blessing, man. <laughs> mm -hmm. Absolutely. And I think yeah. as well, it, it, you know, there is something to be said for why you should start a podcast. I mean, it doesn't have to be a podcast. It could be anything, a show. It could be writing. It could be publishing a book. However it is, it's just getting yourself out there. Content is king, man. Absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, in, in this space, especially in a new space like crypto, 
people naturally look for leaders and leaders are the ones who plant flags and say, rally round folks. Like, you know, I might not be an expert, but I know people aren't trying to join the dots here, which is what you're sort of achieving through those podcast episodes, right? 31 in. Yeah. And also giving a voice to other people, like for example, your Korean host as well. Absolutely. So the ability to do that, even in the crypto space, I mean, blockchain space, there's a lot of people talking, but there's nobody actually showing much leadership, right? And this is the challenge, isn't it? It's kind of natural in that space because it's very decentralized anyway. Yeah. And we sort of turn to characters like Vitalik Buterin, who's not really sort of a leader type in terms of personality. And then you've got the Binance guys. And, yeah. you know, there's nobody actually standing up and said, right, okay, I'm not actually selling anything here, but I'm trying to make you know, sense of what the hell is going on. Yeah. So, you know, with all due respect, even at 26, it's like if you stand up and say, right, okay, I'm here. I'm trying to make stories out of all of this, connect it. That is really valuable in the blockchain and the crypto space. So I think that's appealing to somebody who is saying, right, who do we know who can give us high vote? high visibility plus access to a lot of people yes i mean it's again it's i don't even think it's about leadership or at least that's sort of never crossed my mind for me the biggest thing was getting access to people i mean it becomes really and again i mean and we can talk about that as well so one of the most important reasons or one of the fundamental reasons why this podcast exists is because of mr gary vaynerchuk you know Mm. the content (laughs) is king uh and i genuinely believe that i think you brought this point up uh like a couple of minutes back as well. Even if you don't want to put yourself out there uh, in an audio format or interview people, you could be tweeting, you could be writing medium blog posts, mm. you could be just, you know, writing thoughtful, short paragraphs on LinkedIn. The whole idea is to sort of be out there. I mean, attention is currency today, right? Mm-hmm. L- like he says. Mm. And so that was one of my biggest inspirations uh, in terms of. First of all, quitting my job as well. I wouldn't have quit my job if it wasn't for him. Um, secondly, I mean, the podcast wouldn't exist if it wasn't for for Gary. Um, and yeah, I mean, in, in general, it helps. Like my sister says this, right? She's 20 years old. Um, she studies in Hong Kong University. She's like, you're always on my LinkedIn, mm. right? And so that's the whole point. That's, that's what you're going for. Mm. You always want to be um, at the top of everyone's minds. And obviously, I have a lot of, um investors who are investors into the fund um you have a lot of entrepreneurs you have some of the corporates that are going to buy out these companies that we're investing in at some point in the future mm. uh you're all connected to them on either facebook or even though i don't like that but a lot of people send facebook requests and i accept it um linkedin or twitter and they keep seeing what you're doing right it helps attract um you sort of become the apex mm. uh, apex uh, all the information kind of starts coming to you're you. that guy in their mind right everybody wants to put you in a box rightly or wrongly yeah. being yeah. in a box is very powerful because uh, yeah. like you say tension but if you were like for example the crypto guy if everybody says like who do you know in the crypto space absolutely that's absolutely. what you want that absolutely. immediate top of mind Right, because yeah, yeah. oh, I just saw him the other day posting about something. Right, that's the power, isn't it? And, and to identify yourself, and in a world of noise, you know, where um, attention is starved, right? To be that person in a specific space is really powerful, and to own it as well, I think is key. So, hundred percent, absolutely. Podcast. I mean, why why did you choose to podcast rather than let's say you know YouTube or let's say you st- why did you start out in space or you know rather than for example you know writing a blog or why was that a natural yeah. step for you? 
Yeah, again, it goes back to what Gary V says, right? I mean, you sort of, uh, and, and that's why I'm in the process of transitioning into video. Mm. I, first of all, I mean, I, I think I was a little bit shy as well. I didn't know, I wasn't sure how, how many podcasts I would do. Um, I obviously wanted to do it over the longer term and, and that, you know, mm. but I didn't, I mean, and that's why even today, a lot of times I'm, I don't have these fancy mics because um, initially when I started off, I didn't know how much money I should invest into it because I don't know how long I was going to do it for. But um, going back to uh, what Gary Vee talks about, right? Repurposing content. So what mm -hmm. you want to do is ideally uh, create a 20-minute video and basically that's your sort of anchor uh, content that you're producing. Mm -hmm. And then everything else that happens is sort of picked up from that 20-minute video. So I, I, and I, like, like I said, so I recently hired a freelancer who's going to help me do that. But from that 20-minute video, what you want to do is, first of all, rip out the audio, put it as a podcast. So you have the video, you put it on YouTube, you put it on Instagram TV. Mm. You rip out the audio, put it on, distribute it on the podcasting platform. Then you want to take out 10, 12, 15-second clips, put it on Instagram, put it on Twitter, put it on Facebook, put it on LinkedIn. You want to pick out any anything controversial, anything important that was said and and tweet that in text format. You want someone to kind of summarize it in a blog. You want to... So basically, try and find as many points of distribution as possible. Because there are people who are really... Like my housemate, for example, is really active on Twitter, but no other platform, right? He's deleted Instagram. He's deleted Facebook. The only platform he's active is on Twitter. Is on Twitter. And there are people like that. I know people who are, who've deleted all other platforms except for email and LinkedIn, and so you want to basically capture the, you want to capture everyone, mm. right? And again, you want to basically, um, I'm forgetting the word, but basically make sure that the content that you're putting on each of these platforms is relevant to that particular platform, right? So you can put a, like a quick meme on Instagram um, and, uh, and you can put something, you know, witty on, on Twitter. Uh, you can create a nice thread on Twitter, uh, you can have a long-form blog post. And, and you can collect all of this and publish a book as well for some people who like reading books, mm. right? Uh, you could create like a short movie uh, after after you have like 100 episodes. I mean, there's so many things that you can you can start doing with it. I wish there were two of me. I mean, you know. Well, that's the <laughs> ongoing challenge of life as an entrepreneur, isn't it? Yeah. In, the, in the 30 episodes, 30 episodes plus that you've done, um, what have you what have you sort of discovered in terms of what really worked not just the content but like for example in your marketing getting it out there mm. and maybe the surprises as well because it is an experiment isn't it it's a learning mm. curve you have to try lots of different things different lengths different formats different styles of interviews yeah and different ways of pushing it out there for you have you had any sort of surprise successes or even like for example in your guests bringing people in which you don't know if they can talk until they sit here and think well Bloody hell, they are really good. I never thought they were going to be like that. Surprises in your 31 plus career in podcasting? I wish I could say that there were, but I mean, to be honest, it's it's been a, you know, I mean, it's been a very, very fulfilling journey. It's given me access to some incredible, incredible people. And I can tell you some, some of the more fascinating people that I've interviewed. Hmm. Um, but not really. I mean, in terms of sort of driving traction, in general, if your guest has a decent... Um, following on different social media platforms that really boosts up the numbers and so you have certain podcasts which are certain episodes which are just anomalies yeah. in terms of the number of downloads that you get right um, 
and, and also there are some podcasts which are just um, better than others in terms of content. Uh, and and those or someone like uh, someone tweets about it or someone puts it on some random Reddit thread and like you see a pop. Yeah. Right. Uh, but so, can you control that? I mean, can you replicate that? I mean, you get that Reddit hit and then you yeah. think, well, I want more of that. Yeah. Difficult to replicate, isn't yeah. it? So, you know. I'm not very good at marketing. Right. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I but, mean, it's uh, again, again. So what do you focus on? Just creating great conversations, great content rather than say, right, I've got to go out and hustle this. I, yeah, I wish I had more. Um, first of all, I wish I had more time right. um, to market things because uh, I think that you can sort of industrialize the marketing process as mm, well. Mm. You know, the, it's 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 a whole engine now. Growth hacking, you can there's you can define growth hacking today in terms of how to go about it, mm. right? Um, I wish I could do more of that, and I wish I did more of that. I I don't market the podcast well enough. Mm. Uh, I I create really good content. But I think I could really, really improve on the marketing bit. But that's where I'm trying to make improvements, right? Mm. By hiring someone else. Because um, I'm really strapped for time at the moment. Um, and and so, uh, yeah. Uh, oh, and also I'm like, you know, trying to do little, little things. And it kind of correlates to my job as well, right? So there's certain sectors that we're mm. looking at. Uh, within the crypto, within the broader crypto landscape, there's certain mm. subsectors that we're looking at investing in. And so what you can do is... Um, interview guests right. from the sector that you subsected that you're looking at mm. or what what uh, what I typically do is um sometimes I'm strategic about the kind of guests I'm bringing on right so um if I really like a company or a project and I think it could be good from an investment perspective I bring the CEO of that company on mm. and um so during while you're on air <laughs> you you just basically talk about the project but the real connection is built before and after. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so 10 minutes before, 10 minutes after is when you actually find out what are the problems that uh, these guys are facing, mm. how you can help them, uh, can you invest in them, are they looking for funding? Um, and just, you know, that's part of your sort of um, building building the relationship. As well, right? I mean, you can learn a lot about absolutely an investor. If you're investing in the person, essentially, you know, and their team, yeah. you're going to learn a lot about them by sitting yeah. with them. Yeah. But, but yeah, absolutely. But I mean, for these guys, I mean, the, the people that I'm talking about are usually the people that you have to pitch to, um, not the other way around. So there are certain companies that you want to get into uh, as an as an investor. And the entrepreneur is kind of spoiled for choices in terms of whose capital to take. So how mm -hmm. do you stand out as an investor? So is that a road in for you to do the podcast? Absolutely. And build a relationship? Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, it's a great business development tool, if anything. Absolutely. Right? So what you do is you, you basically out-research everyone. Uh, I've spent, I mean, I've spent up to like 48 hours researching for one episode where you just go so deep into a project mm. and you know things about the project that maybe the CEO of the company hasn't thought of mm. either. And you use the podcast as a platform to to talk about all the things that you've researched on all the ideas that you have for that mm. company. And and the thing is, again, so with Lunax, our mandate, we have a global mandate, right? So it's not just Asia focused. So Golden Gate Ventures already has a brand name in this part of the world. Um, Lunax is... We're trying to build a brand name, but again, Golden Gate's brand is um, uh, is more sort of Southeast Asia specific, whereas uh, for Lunax we have a global uh, mandate. So we want to attract global deal flow. So how do you do that sitting in Singapore? Mm. I mean, I think next year we'll be traveling a fair amount, uh, but in the meantime, podcasts are a great tool to kind of get deal flow and right. Yeah, uh, and I'd like to see more of that. Yeah. I'd like to see more funds tie podcasts to the yeah. front end of the deal. And flow, I think right? that's happening. I mean, I think. Yeah, I mean, so I'm in the process of, uh, uh, I think it's just about to sort of materialize it. Um, 
a partnership with yourstory.com in, mm, in, yeah, in, in India. huge in India, right. Yeah, absolutely. So the tech in Asia equivalent. Mm, um, mm. And they are sort of trying to create a network of podcasts mm. also. And the only other podcast that they have is by Axel uh India if I'm not wrong, mm. which is a massive I think it's a they have more than a billion dollars under management mm. uh in India. A VC fund as well. Um I and I think that's happening. I think 500 had partnered up with Jason Choi the block crunch guy for mm. a bit, for a few episodes. Um A16 in the US has their own episode for crypto. Um I mean it's getting more and more yeah uh, well I think the business case is evolving isn't it it's yeah. like it's now not just PR it's like this can actually bring in deals like it can yeah. bring in it can do due diligence it can help get people into the the domain of the the fund and also the fund through the door of you know an entrepreneur who's sort of well sought after in the market yeah and that is slowly emerging that model we're only sort of getting there and realizing and like for example what you're doing like people are going to see that and think actually that works like yeah. we should be doing that. And yeah. you're going to see that now starting to replicate in yeah. different parts of the world, right? Yeah. Okay, so and what about yourself in terms of um, the future? Yeah. Because you ain't going to get any less busy, yeah. right? <laughs> I know you said you're hiring people. Yeah. And the cha- I suppose the challenge with any podcast is just maintaining momentum because yeah. it's when it slows down, it gets tough. And when it gets tough, people think, well, I'll skip this month. And then it's like, okay, that's it now. You're done. Like trying to resurrect a podcast after, you know, like two months out is the toughest part. So how how are you trying to do that? Are you sort of changing your expectations about what it can be? You know, because it's not your full-time gig. Therefore, you know, or you're trying to merge it more with what you're doing at Lunex or how does it work for you? Yeah. Uh, (laughs) It's so funny that you mentioned that because I was planning to not release any podcasts for December. (laughs) Okay, there you go. Um, well, there you go. <laughs> uh, no, but it's you know like I'm. Um, it's it's been a roller coaster of a year for me. Yeah, I um, kind of started the year on low, uh, went up really really high in the middle of the year, and, and I, I think I've sort of come back uh, down. Well, you got a job, uh, you see. So now you're principal of a fund. Yeah, so. but uh, so and and that's been. I mean, there's only two of us at the fund, right? So mm. building it out. Uh, obviously, we have the support of the back office at Golden Gate, but it still gets really really hectic. Um, where like we've been involved in structuring the fund, fundraising, staying on top of the industry, getting deal flow, doing due diligence, mm. uh, actually making the investment, and then helping the portfolio company while still running the podcast, right? Um, and, and so that gets really hectic. So I, I'm totally burnt out. Mm. Um, and so I, I was pretty regular in terms of sort of sticking to you know uh, once a week in mm. terms of the frequency, mm. but um, yeah. Uh, now it's, uh, you know, I, I, I want to take December kind of off uh, right. and then sort of start strong in, in 2019. Yeah. Uh, but I'm pretty confident that it's not going to um, be challenging to sort of start again. I mean, I already have interviews lined up for Jan, uh, some of the folks that I've been trying to interview um, who, who are very busy in their own right. Mm. And so it takes a couple of months to schedule some interviews. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't, I don't think it's going to die down. I, I mean, I think it's only going to pick up. Um, I think the fund is sort of co-producing the podcast as well. So mm. it, I mean, the the podcast is on the fund's website and things like that. Um, 
The key is consistency, isn't it? Because even it if you, you scaled it back to once a month, for example, yeah. that's key. People expect that now. Then you can yeah. easily maintain that at a rate. I mean, if you wanted to do once a week, that's fine. But yeah. I don't think you've got the bandwidth right now unless yeah. you've got other people sort of, you know, got a team working around the podcast. Yeah. I mean, that's tough, right? So Yeah. I mean, I think you can still do it. It's just that because we're setting up the fund, yeah. uh, it's a little bit tricky. But once the fund is a little bit up and running, uh, I think it'll be it'll be fine. But again, I, I'll have a lot of travel next year, uh, mm. I think. And so that makes it tricky as well, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I think I need to put make it more process oriented. It's just about putting the process in place. I mean, yeah. for the part, for the post production stuff and the marketing stuff. I mean, for both. Hmm. Um, obviously, I mean, in crypto, like your number of downloads go up and down with the prices of crypto. Um, you can't uh, control that, right? You can't control no. that. I mean, and that's not even the point. I don't even look at it. I mean, hmm. you know, I've yeah. I mean, the only times I've looked at it is when sometimes people reach out to kind of advertise or sponsor hmm. uh, stuff on the podcast. Hmm. Um, I haven't monetized it yet. I've had plenty of opportunities to. You don't want to? I want to. Um, I don't mind monetizing mm. it, but it has to be with the right partner. Right. Uh, there's a lot of... Uh, I mean, again, you know, I, I go back to why I started the podcast, right? The podcast was to get access to people, mm. to build a brand for myself, um, and, and to basically network. And so you don't want to lose your credibility by having certain sponsors mm. who later turn out to be... So you got to do your due diligence in terms of who you bring on. Um, and so I'm, I'm talking to a couple of people uh, I'm very open to sort of helping like uh, some of our portfolio companies mm. get on for free as well. I mean, the idea was never to monetize it. I've literally had people people be like, yeah, I'll send you five Ether, interview me. Yeah. And and this was when Ether was like $800. And, yeah, and yeah. So, take it now rather than later. <laughs> and, uh, I mean, even in, in like, even when I started, I was a couple of episodes in and there were people who were like, you know, yeah, mm. uh, here's five Ether. And, uh, and that was, a, I mean, it's tough to say no to that, right? Mm. Um, it's like four grand for one episode. I mean, mm. at that point. Mm. Um, but you're like, yeah, I mean, I, I didn't... You take a longer-term view. And that's what we do at the fund as well, right? Mm. It's a five-year closed-ended fund. There's a lot of a lot of funds that are, I think, close to shutting down now with crypto prices falling, uh, especially funds that had a shorter-term horizon. Mm. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm just... Again, and this goes back to what, what Gary Vee talks about, right? About having patience and being young and sort of going all in mm. when you're younger, um, keeping your needs low, uh, but having a long-term horizon. You 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 know, you, um, uh, you sort of leave money on the table in the short run to sort of win in the longer run. Mm. And so, a lot, again, you know, I think... That's in, investment though, right? You give before you get, right? Yeah, absolutely. But it's also about like, you know, I mean, when you're 24, 25, 26, you don't think like that, right? So... Mm. It was good to have, you know, Gary like, Vee. Yeah, <laughs> kind of, kind of, obviously uh, he's had a big impact here. Which massive, is great. massive, massive, massive. Yeah. And, and a couple of other people, right? So Gary Vee is one end of the spectrum where he's like, mm. yeah, I'm going to work 18-hour days and, and, you know, it's all about the grind and the hustle. And then you have other, like, VCs, like, if you know, Naval Ravikant, mm. they follow him on Twitter. Absolutely. Certain principles, like, he talks about kind of um, how to leverage yourself, right? Or mm. how to leverage up a business and... Um, so he talks about capital, media, tech as three sort of pillars mm. on which you can leverage yourself up or leverage uh, your business up. And the best businesses, best individuals leverage up all three. Mm. So um, the podcast for me was leveraging up media. Uh, the fund is kind of leveraging up capital. Still need to work on the tech, tech. aspect. We're uh, in the right space. So. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So I guess uh, it's we'll by, by virtue of being at the forefront of um, technology, uh, leverage up technology. <laughs> But yeah, I think those are three ways to kind of, you know, uh, leverage things out. And that's a, that's Naval, right? So mm, he's mm. he's all about, I'm not the hardest worker. 
but you want uh, to leverage up things so that all your gains are sort of outsized for limited uh, effort. Mm. Um, and so, you know, you, you I've kind of um, created sort of my own principles based on, uh, I think most, most of my principles are sort of based on these two guys who sit on very different ends of the spectrum. Mm. Um, yeah. Good. Well, listen, it's been really interesting finding out about you, Tushar. And I think before you go, shout out to the podcast itself. Where do we find it? Decrypt Asia? Yeah, so the website is decrypt.asia. Um, active on all platforms, uh, LinkedIn, yeah, Facebook, Twitter. Um, yeah, and, and it's on, you know, all the podcasting directories. The so. usual. We'll put all the details in sounds, the show notes. Yeah, yeah, sounds good. Yeah, Good, and... I wish you all the best with the ongoing journey and, you know, building out that fund and your world domination plans. Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> sounds awesome. Um, and, you know, keep doing what you're doing because uh, I know you didn't see it as a leadership position, but media, any sort where you stand up and take a stand and prepare to take the arrows from the critics yeah. is a leadership position, right? And in this space, people need it, especially now where, yeah. you know, it's not as glorious and as sexy as it once was, right? And these people who say, let's make sense of everything, guys. This is where we are and tell that story about, you know, where we've come from. Yeah. This is the challenge, but this is where we're heading to, right? Yeah. And that's what it needs right now. So, yeah. well, everybody. Crypto, blockchain, VC, and podcast host. More podcasts in 2019. Don't give up on that. I know, Dece <laughs> I didn't want to jinx you with December, but you're going to continue. You'll be back, Absolutely, right? absolutely. You're going to have a break back to India. Back in Singapore, 2019. Absolutely. Onwards and upwards. Thank you very much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. You've been listening to Asia Tech Podcast. Find out more at atp.show.